Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, weekday mornings at 6 a.m. on London DAB Digital Radio and on demand via the Bloomberg Business app and BloombergRadio.com. The Irish government has unveiled an 11 billion euro budget for next year, including more than 4 billion measures to tackle the cost of living crisis. In contrast with the UK, Ireland isn't planning to increase borrowing to fund its package. That's thanks to a jump in corporate tax receipts. We're joined now from Dublin by Ireland's Finance Minister Pascal Donoghue, who's also President of the Eurogroup of Eurozone Finance Ministers. Uh, Good morning to you, Pascal Donoghue. Thank you for being with us on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning. Ireland funding its budget from its fiscal surplus, it's held back some money to spare in that. Given that other countries are borrowing to fund measures, could Ireland have done more in this budget? It seems most of the benefits people will see won't contend with the same level of inflation you're expecting. We've got the balance right. Uh, What we need to do is ensure that we are doing enough to support Irish households and Irish business without either adding to domestic inflationary pressure are undermining uh, our ability to continue to be economically resilient and financially stable. And that is why the scale of our budget day package has been determined by domestic taxes here in Ireland and additional tax revenue across this year. Mm. But critically, as you said, uh, last night uh, the Irish Parliament agreed to a resolution for me to deposit €6 billion in a national reserve fund across 2022 and 2023. So we're well-funded and funding our response back from taxes that we're collecting, not uh, higher levels of borrowing. Okay, good to speak to you, Minister. You've warned of the country's high dependency, though, on a very narrow corporate tax base. Clearly, that's that's doing well for you at the moment. But what is being done to broaden that tax base? Uh, So broadening a tax base at a time of high inflation and falling living standards is quite a challenge. And indeed... Uh, broadening the tax base, as your listeners will well know, is a different way of expressing the need to bring in tax increases. What I did when our economy was growing uh, more quickly than it is now, and before we got hit with the consequence of the war in Ukraine, is we broadened our tax base through, for example, the introduction of a carbon tax. Uh, What we need to do here in Ireland now is uh, respond back to support Irish households and our businesses and buy a €6 billion Euro into our National Reserve Fund and not using that to fund day-to-day spending. It's a really significant step back from the government here to managing a medium-term risk in corporate tax revenue. 
Minister, I'd like to ask you a question also with your Eurogroup president hat on as well. The euro sinking to a 20-year low against the dollar this morning, uh, 95.36, the level it's trading at. How much are you worried about a weak euro impacting uh, both Ireland and the wider eurozone economies? Well, I think the weak euro obviously uh, has to be seen in the context of the impact of a war uh, in and on uh, Europe and the European Union. Uh, That, of course, is a key factor in the market view and perspective of the European economy. But the point I would make about where the European economy is at the moment is if you look at where we are fiscally, uh, euro area average deficits now are less than 3%. We're still projecting to growth next year, albeit I accept a low level of growth. And institutionally, uh, the euro area has been vastly strengthened Uh, versus where we were in the global financial crisis due to, for example, the role of the European stability mechanism, how we regulate our banks and the way in which our fiscal rules were uh, implemented and indeed are now being uh, given uh, an appropriate degree of flexibility to help us deal back uh, with the consequences of the war. There is a cabinet reshuffle on the way in Ireland in December. It doesn't at this stage look likely that you will stay in your current job. Are you running for a second term as Eurogroup president and are you campaigning with your European colleagues to keep that job? Uh, Well, I only delivered a budget for Ireland uh, yesterday afternoon, less than 24 hours ago. And uh, my future and jobs that I do is very much secondary to the future of the economy here in Ireland future of the euro area and how we have the right policies in place and that's where my focus is at the moment okay the role that i I do is a matter for the party leaders and they'll determine this a good time a little later in the year we were just talking there about the weakness in the euro we heard from brian deese over in washington national economic council director he suggests there's not really any thinking around another plaza accord coordinated action to bring down the value of the dollar is there any appetite to to have those conversations in europe is the weakness in the euro that concerning to you uh, it's something that we're monitoring but i believe the more appropriate area of macroeconomic policy coordination which has been firmly underway Uh, since we had to deal with the impact of COVID on our economies, is how uh, we uh, try to have common fiscal approaches to the challenges that the key currency areas are facing. And what we are doing within the euro area uh, is uh, trying to have fiscal policy uh, not uh, contradict and to be coordinated with the monetary policy changes that are underway. Uh, That is what we are doing at the moment. It's very complex. It's not always easy. Uh, But that is uh, the approach of the euro area and the G7 group, uh, excellently chaired by our colleagues in Germany at the moment, is a really valuable forum for how we can share uh, our efforts to deliver that common approach. Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, weekday mornings at 6am on London DAB Digital Radio and on demand via the Bloomberg Business app and BloombergRadio.com. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.